0: This is daily politics. Here we look into the ins and out of everything Kenyan politics. We pull no punches and have no reasons to sugarcoat anything that matters to Kenyans. My name is Rosalie Nobala, political editor at NTV, and I'm joined by...
1: Gushudongo, editor, Saturday Nation.
2: And my name is Oliver Mathenke, I'm the multimedia editor at NTV.
0: Gentlemen, Kalonzo is back again.
2: As usual. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> 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 this, this time round do we say it's another watermelon uh, will he pull another surprise so or are that, we in for wave, more surprises
2: the third wave of Colonzo's undecided
1: <laughs> <laughs> does that wave need any vaccine <laughs> Colonzo
0: yeah. is back in Azimio mm-hmm. just two weeks after he said he had bolted out and he was continuing his uh, presidential ambition where are we in terms of this? Are we being prepared for another political theatrics, or is just testing waters in Azimio? <laughs> uh,
2: Rosalind, I think uh, Kalonzo, uh, me, I call it the third wave <laughs> at this particular moment of um, COVID, um, mm, yeah, of, of being <laughs> returning to Azimio. <laughs> yes. I, 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 am failing to understand Kalonzo yes. uh, personally. Uh, I've covered politics in this country for the last fifteen years. Yes. Uh, I have not never seen a situation where someone jumps from one ship back to his ship, jumps to the ship again, yes. goes back to his boat, and then now he's going back again. Uh, you know, even some Kenyans I see online are now saying that uh, we should wait for a week before we can <laughs> <laughs> concretely say that Kalonzo is... Uh, is in azimio but I, I i think it was it was bound to happen yes uh, we know that there have been discussions uh, including uh, discussions with the president yes and the president being the patron of uh, azimio
0: the chair of the council
2: yeah he yeah. has been taking a keen eye on uh, ensuring that Cal- Calonzo comes in what now we don't know Mm. And uh, probably, you know, Ngushu is one who is, uh, has this issue about uh, vote votes and uh, the math of the votes. <laughs> yes. Can Kalonzo actually bring back the entire camp vote to Azimio?
1: I, I think Kalonzo has uh, done more damage to himself Yes. than if he had either went alone or if he had joined uh, Azimio earlier. Because I think the state of indecision... <laughs> that He, <laughs> he
0: said are, he's not indecisive. He's yeah. very decisive.
1: <laughs> I think we need to redefine the word indecisive. He, he because I think that has left his supporters, especially in, Ka- in Cumberland, very divided. Yes. He has given room for Ruto to actually penetrate that penetrate, region. Yes. Ruto is actually, coincidentally, when uh, Kalonze is announcing these things in Nairobi, Ruto is in Ukambani. Mm-hmm. And I think he's planning to also to go to Ukambani tomorrow. Again, I think that shows that uh, Ruto has sensed a cheek in the armor. Yes, but what has actually shocked me, and maybe what needs to be told, is Kalonzo eh, was offered the chief minister position two weeks ago and rejected it. So what has changed in two weeks that he accepts the same 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 position without telling us what has changed?
0: He said he was never he didn't know that he had such a position. Remember when he was <laughs> announcing his candidature and even naming his running mate aspirant? He said he was not aware.
2: Yeah, he actually even named. Uh, running mate running mate before Raila had named the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the running mate <laughs> nominee i i think i think alonzo for me is a politician who from when you look back even in 2007 the way he got into government i don't want to call him an opportunist
1: politician but Muti. politicians are opportunistic by
0: nature. ya <laughs> <laughs> katikati. No, 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 no. Yeah,
2: but but this this uh, his style of politics is actually very uh, shocking in terms of he has been in politics for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he actually wanted to negotiate with Uhuru and Raila, yes, I believe he should have started from the word go and not jump how he's jumped this uh, th- for the last. Weeks, because at the end of the day, uh, a decision had been made that Mother carwa would be the running mate. Mm-hmm. So, if he had been offered the Chief Minister mm-hmm. position, why wouldn't he have taken it instead of putting his supporters in limbo and allowing uh, Kenya Kwanza to make inroads in his backyard? I I, I don't understand. And
1: I, <laughs> I think even the Kalonzo that Raila is getting is getting this time yes. is a damaged, wounded man. <laughs> I think he did more damage to Azimio. He
0: can still make a he, comeback.
1: Than he did to to Kwanzaa. He really needs to. If I was actually Raila, yes, I would tell him to. I'll pull a seventy percent o- on him. I would pull a ninety percent on him instead uh, of a seventy. Whereby I tell him now, if you want the chief minister position, yes, I need ninety percent of Kamba uh, votes because I think the Kalonzo who has come back to Azimio, yes. is a wounded. Uh, is not even a wounded tiger.
0: Uh, Most confused. I think it's a word. But, but but listen to his words. He has used very some some of the quotes, famous quotes, even from the former U.S. President Abraham Lincoln. And he was saying, "There comes a time that the nation is greater than an individual." So for him, he has searched his soul, and he thinks that the decision he is making is for Kenyans and not for him as. Calons. Well and he, so he has before. also used the second <laughs> quote and said it is a fight among equals. So he believes that in Azimio he has people who are his equals. So being in a group where you feel you're one and, and the same is better than struggling al- alone.
2: You know when you say that he, uh, what he said about uh, a uh, fight among equals. Equals, yes. I, I think I think the fight you, you fall into <laughs> yes. is between Raila and uh, Ruto. He <laughs>
1: <laughs> doesn't think so, <laughs> equal. So, you
0: know, when, when we talk about Raila and, and Ruto, we talk about two horses. So, can we say Calonzo is the donkey in between? <laughs> <Okay>. the, <laughs> but, but
1: I, but I think it's, 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 a, it, it's a sad chronicle yes. to, of Calonzo's yes. uh, life because it doesn't mm. help his brand. Yes. I mean, Calonzo's brand has been a watermelon brand.
2: He, and every time Kalonzo opens his mouth, he confirms <laughs> that brand. You know, you, know, for, you know, for me, I'm looking at a situation where, like uh, in Ukambani now, yes. now he's going back, uh, deciding that he's the kingpin of Ukambani. Yes. But he is being fought by Ngilu, he's been fought by Kibwana. He's been fought by Motua who, are, who moved to Kenya Kwanza because... And you know that is very interesting. You know Mutua moved to Kozza because Kalonzo had gone back to Azimio. To Azimio yes. yes. And, so, and uh, then Kalonzo left. So, he has gone back. So, I don't know how, <laughs> where that lives Mutua
0: now. <laughs> Where that lives also Kibwana. And I, I remember Kibwana today, I think... Um, was it some days back he was talking about uh, giving Kalonzo conditions and he was saying he cannot hold the Azimio train at Transom. So he also, he, when he comes back, they must also put some conditions to him to come back. And you just alluded to it when you say maybe we should go the Kenya Kwanzaa way. When he's coming back to get the chief minister position, he must also deliver 90.
1: Yeah, 90
0: Percent, plus. yes. And from talking,
1: Mukambani. And talking of elections and, uh, and numbers, IBC is on the spot. Yes. Uh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> From illegal transfer of votes Boots. to clearing candidates who have been convicted and saying they have no powers, powers. under a Constitution. Yes. To basically everything that IBC was accused and, of in and, 2017. And,
0: and, and in terms of preparedness, uh, are they prepared yes. enough in terms of technology?
1: Mm. Everything I think that IBC was accused of 2017 keeps uh, recurring. And I think I'll start with you, Rosalia. You have covered IBC for long. <laughs> <laughs> Just what is wrong? Um, what's happening with the transfers and the fudging of numbers? And how? What do you think? What What could have really happened? How are numbers? I this kind of numbers transferred and then IBC faints uh, for lack of a better word ignorance.
0: I, I don't know if you can call it voter suppression or it's too early to say that but remember just going by the IBC operational plan that they had set out a year ago. I think uh, last year August and in that they had given the timelines of where each and every activity was supposed to un- be undertaken. One of them was the inspection of the register and the cleaning of the register. Now we are actually under two months to the elections and is when Kenya. Are, are being called upon to come and check their details. It's at the same time that Kenyans are being told those who want to transfer their votes should transfer their votes. Yet we have not even seen the full register to know that these are the people who are going to to vote in the 2022 elections to, uh, the chairman has been talking about the voter numbers at as, as 22.4 million registered voters. But are those the people we have? How many are ghost uh, voters? How many are dead voters in that? The other issue that they are having is the issue of otimofo. Remember, it is the the company that did the the process in 2017, and it was also the same in 2013 under a different name. But now when it came to 2022, they have actually given a different vendor the the, the work. uh, That is MATICS. Now, the problem was how the data was being transferred from the first uh, vendor to this current vendor. There are talks within and confirmed talks that maybe uh, Otimofo did not hand in the data to this new vendor. And that could have also led to some of the missing uh, information, voter information that we have. The second is that there could be a coalition within IBC where some IBC officials at the IDP, uh, ICT IT. department... Mm-hmm who have actually decided to transfer some of the voters without their knowledge. Because if I go to IBC to transfer my my documents, to transfer my polling station, I should be having the hard copy and also the soft copy. And this is what IBC just doing the verification within their, their servers have discovered that over a million. Have actually not been transferred right, and that's why the other day we had people demonstrating in Kajiado. A whole polling station, the the registered voters there were moved without their knowledge. I,
1: I, I find it hard to believe, Oliver, that uh, 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 you can have a contract, and you, you when you a digital You can have a contract, <laughs> you can have a contract with a company yeah. uh, uh, that collects data on your behalf. Then that company, then you fail to keep. That data and you that comp- that data is scared by another company. Such that when you change vendors, you're having a challenge. Shouldn't IBC have a backup? That if it had contracted ITMOFO, then much as ITMOFO has the data, IBC should also be able to
2: have the same data. You, you see, uh, you, for me, I'm a very patriotic Kenyan <laughs> so, and an optimist. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I would love to give IBC the benefit of doubt. Yes. And uh, believe that uh, it's just a matter of. Confusion in terms of their communication, which is something that they've al- always had. Mm. Because when you listen to the chairman of YBC, I think what he's not doing is not having, for instance, to like when you're telling totally Kenyans about 2.5 million, when you mention 2.5 million voters,
0: mm-hmm.
2: as a communication person, mm-hmm. that al- for me doesn't work well because this is a, it's supposed to be an absolute number. Yes. And so what these people at IBC should be doing, his commissioners and his people who work for in the, his communication, is give, right for him, exact figures. Yes. Not just throwing uh, around numbers, uh, one million, and then saying that those one million is okay, he, that that data is safe, and all those things. Because at this particular moment, for me, I think Chebukati should have a structured Press conference with all his commissioners each and every day to explain some of these things to to Kenyans. What happens in uh, in such a situation in and we have seen it in Kenya happening a lot in terms of in uh, during elections is that once you create a communication gap, yes, propaganda fills that gap. Too. Mm, and true, and by politicians especially, yes, yes, and especially that's why you would see the deputy president to claiming that uh, the one million people who have been who have been moved. Yes, uh, actually, people who are supporter his supporters, or voters from his own stronghold. Mm-hmm. You see, because IBC is not explaining that we had this number of people today is the first time, uh, or rather, I think uh, this is the first time we are hearing uh, Chebukati tell us that the number of people who transferred, yes, their polling stations were about two, two point something million. Mm-hmm. Yes, you see. You are something you would have communicated earlier, earlier, yes. You should tell us these precise people, uh, this number of people moved from this polling station to this police station. This so that if I am Oliver who votes at Moya Avenue Primary School and I decided to transfer to Langata, yes, uh, Langata Primary, I should be able to know when I check on that uh, portal they have given and that SMS, Mm. I should be, be able to know. Is my data safe or not? Mm. Is my am I a registered voter or not? You see, those are some of the questions that he should be addressing. Mm. And and for me, I, he, I'm, that's why I am saying I am giving him the benefit of, of doubt, doubt that there is no monkey business that has been done. You are too the trusting, Ola. <laughs> you but see, then, ag-
0: again, the other thing that we need to tell Kenyans is that. Even as we are talking about the transfer, illegal trans, alleged illegal transfer of voters, we need to also know that uh, KPMG is actually auditing the register. And if there are challenges, the IBC keeps the green book where they can actually do the reference to check if these people have been transferred illegally or not. The question here is, do we have the time?
1: That, that That's actually now, as we wind up the issue of IBC, I will pose this question to both of you. Is IBC giving politicians an excuse to reject election results? As exactly. they just giving, them, uh, giving yes. it to them on a silver platform? Yeah.
2: Actually, that's that, that what's happening. I, I, mm. I think IBC is, and that's why I'm saying uh, their communication has to be structured in a way that Kenyans know all the information, and Kenya should not stop getting information about IBC from politicians. Because once you create that gap of information, this side or the other side will start saying uh, uh, these guys were not even prepared mm. you, because politicians talk from both sides of the mouth. Yes. Because when uh, the deputy president was meeting the, the, the European EU. Union yes. uh, ambassadors he said that for them they have faith in IBC mm-hmm. but at the same time he saying IBC has messed up the register. You yes. see mm-hmm. so we have to get to a point where we are not giving politicians an opportunity to use whatever gap is there of information to start creating doubt among Kenyans.
0: I, I, and actually, if you look at the elections that we've had, the problem that the commission has always had is that lack of public confidence. And that is what the institution should actually struggle to ensure that they guarantee Kenyans that the elections are going to be free and fair. Now, when you don't give Kenyans the information they want, and politicians are always spin doctors, whichever side to favor what they want. Every side will give you. The other day, remember uh, Martha Karua was talking about the election preparedness, and she said that the Supreme Court, when it nullified the 2017 presidential elections, identified some issues, some gaps, that IBC should actually give Kenyans a brief that these issues that were actually identified have all been addressed. Now, when that response does not come, and then you also see the Kenya Kwanzaa side write to IBC and also give a checklist of issues that they have, then it creates doubt in Kenya's mind that are we going to really have a free, fair, and credible elections?
2: Yeah, I, I, I think for me, uh, just to finalize, I think we need a situation where even the president himself should at least speak about some of these issues. I know he has he's already taken aside. But uh, <laughs> as we saw on Madaraka Day, <laughs> uh, we saw on Madaraka Day he said uh, it was rather obvious on what he was saying. Yes. But uh, he should he should actually uh, assure Kenyans that this election would be free and fair, because as the head of state and the president uh, and the person who will be handing over power, I think he needs to do that. He he mentioned it in Madara, on Madaraka Day, and uh, mm-hmm. for me Madaraka Day was a very interesting. Uh, uh, speech because I I found it to be one of the speech where, unlike the former presidents, who not only told us what they had done, they used a very reconciliatory tone tone when they were speaking in their last Madaraka days. True, true. Uh, we saw even uh, the fo- the late President Moi actually apologized. And asked people to forgive him. So, we had a situation where the president used the speech not to tell us what he has done, but more of telling us, or or rather, uh, hitting out at his critics. Is that the best approach for any president to take? I th- I I think for if you ask me, okay, yeah.
1: which of course you have, <laughs> <laughs> that's why are having this discussion, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that I think that was the wrong tone, and yes. that was the wrong way to end his madaraka. Mm. I think he should have been more toned down. Mm-hmm. And I uh, think the decision to snap also Ruto mm-hmm. uh, was the wrong decision. Yes.
2: It, it was a very uh, a political uh, blunder. It was a, a political blunder.
1: blunder. And yeah. I think the more he keeps doing it, the more Ruto keeps winning, uh, more sympathy votes, yes. and the more the president uh, also makes the other side emboldened. And then also, I think, as Oliver has said, at the end of the day, the president should not forget that he's not just the head of government, mm. he's also the head of state. Yes. So, uh, in Kenya, where leaders were both uh, caps of head of state and head of government, mm. I think as head of government, he would have disagreed with Ruto and all that. Yes. But as a head of state, he should have risen above everything yes. and actually projected a more, for lack of a better word, a more father figure mm. uh, role. Mm. And uh, you see, uh, and somebody actually said this, if you have to keep trumpeting what you've done, Yes. Uh, that's very suspicious. Yes, I was very interested in the line where he said, that We have done how many roads? Then he added a, a puncher there. Atakama Mwoni <laughs> Iko, Iko. Hey.
2: So I think it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you know, you know, you know roads, roads are not something that you cannot
1: see. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> <Is that laughs> uh? so, so I think, uh, as we move to, to, to Rosalind, I think it would have been done better mm. but maybe that is huru style maybe he wanted to go to the bank whether the bank turned into a whisper or to a whimper is something else
0: um i think it was an anticlimax on my side because remember this was our 59th uh, celebration for self rule mm. so for me this was a very historic and significant event for a country yeah remember every time we keep on saying as we got our independence, we were fighting three things: Disease, illiteracy, and ignorance, and, ignorance, uh, and corruption. Mm. So now, in a case where we are having an exiting head of state, and this is his last national event, which was celebrated. This was the first time that we will call ourselves Sisiwa Kenya, mm. and be pegged out of the colonial rule. If you have used that to unite. The country. Yeah. He has been talking about unity. He's been talking about uh, ethnicity. He will not condone ethnicity. Leaders must come and unite. And it was also a painful thing to see that actually the president spoke in front of a visiting head of state who actually first acknowledged his deputy and him. He did not acknowledge his deputy, but went ahead to acknowledge the two speakers and the The chief Chief justice. Justice. So for us, I think it was a message because this was not only a Kenyan event, but it was a global event. Mm. What message are we sending to the global leaders at a time that Kenya is a member of the United Nations Security Council? How do we actually sit and talk about unity in peace in other countries, when in our country we are sowing seed of discord.
1: But I tend to think I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm too much of a conspiracy theorist.
0: How are guy <laughs> <can't. How> <laughs> <how about laughs> these guys? these guys? I can smell. How are these
1: guys? by they don't have political differences? You know, we always say politicians. don't think there are political differences.
0: You know, we always say politicians. There are no permanent enemies in politics. There are only conflicting interests. And the Kenyan politics is in a way that we always go to the weaker link. In this case, just as you have said, that whatever happened yesterday, uh, in your eyes, on the eyes of Kenyans, it was bonga points to the deputy president. So Mm -hmm. maybe it will also have been a strategy to people to bolt and, and reject the president and his aligned team and support his deputy, who is leading the Kenya Kwanza uh, actually, team. Actually, you never know. Actually,
2: actually you know, Nisho, I think uh, sitting next to you is making me <laughs> <laughs> get that disease of uh, <laughs> yeah. But I actually actually think uh, when you think about it, yes, there is something that has never made sense for for me.
0: Mm.
2: A very unpopular president in an unpopular government
0: mm.
2: be pushing the opposite side in an election and giving his partner... The deputy president. Yes, mileage. Because <laughs> now, you see, we are in a situation where now the sins of Jubilee are falling on Raila, yes. who was not part of... Who, was who is, the who is not in government. Who is not in, government. Who is yeah. not in
0: government. So it, it does not make sense. But
2: uh, as we wind up, uh, I, I, I've been thinking about that speech. And uh, I don't know... Uh, we, I think we, need, we may need to analyze it but further, but I don't think it's an accurate picture of the scorecard of the Jubilee government. I think the president and his speech, speech, uh, speech writers <laughs> took us for a ride in some of the areas. Because look at even uh, something like NHIF and the way he praised it as part of the reforms that he has put in place. Yes, NHIF has been helping a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yes, but. There are always complaints about NHIF. Look at the issue of water. Look at electricity. The infrastructure. Even infrastructure. He, that one we can give him a plus. That he yes. has. That one he has tried. That actually. that one this government has tried. Whatever the cost yeah. it has come but, with. Uh, mm. Do you guys think this? We need a clear
1: jubilee scorecard. I think we do. Uh, but and the best time to do it is, uh, I think, is when they leave.
0: <laughs> Not when they are still <laughs> in office. But, but what, they what, are still what, pending business. No, but what what can, what more can they do in They two can months? pull magic. Uh, they
2: can complete the, the, uh, compl- uh, the they can big four agenda
0: and his yeah. legacy projects. And, and
1: reduce the cost of power. Yes. Actually, they have seen they have re, they've they've they they lose money they, they, to, they, they to they subsidize know, power.
2: Yes, they, there's no way they are going to cost to reduce mm. the cost of power as long as the price of fuel is going up. Mm.
0: So but, but i expected maybe the president to give us a scorecard on the last mile connectivity just how many people they cost because we keep on hearing that the last mile connectivity you pay fifteen thousand. but there are still kenyans who are Coughing up to three hundred thousand to get connected. So I thought these are things that were touching Kenyans directly. One of the things that the president said in 2013 was the issue of Linda Mama, the free maternity yeah. uh, pay. Mm. I thought those were the things that are touching Mwananchi directly. That you will have talked about. He talked about irrigation, but my worry was he didn't touch on Galana Kulalu, one million exactly. acre irrigation scheme because these are the things we will have touched on what he said in 2013 and as he exits because there are those plants that he gave us that we should have actually even if they're on process yes he said he cannot say they have been completed but they are on course. We should have known are they at 50%? Are they at 60%? Uh, w- where does he want to leave everything that he did? When we came on board there were laptops for, for for children and we had a budget for it. At some point there were tablets. Then what happened? So these so are things some tablets. of the questions. <laughs> 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 they yeah, disappeared yeah. in the
2: grass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, you know yeah. our, our time is up. But yes. uh, <laughs> I, I, think, I, I think one of the things that probably uh, just a last word from me because I, I I I felt that speech was too flowery, yes, and uh, did not uh, exactly give us what we actually really needed to hear. I think the president needs to actually tell us some of the things that actually are touching Kenyans. Mm-hmm. The economy today is what mm-hmm. everyone is crying. About. Yes, yeah, actually, if you checked a lot about uh, when he finished his speech and people, the media or, or us journalists were talking to the people, yes. the people were disappointed that he didn't speak about the economy. And the economy, see? yes, so the speech was too out of touch with the reality mm-hmm. of this country right now.
1: Okay, I think the legacy needs another topic,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Thanks so much, gentlemen. Uh, this was quite insightful. I look forward to another intense debate like this one. Thank you so much. Thank you.